listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome back to TMZ's Movie Crashers. I'm your host, Fabian Garcia from TMZ. I'm your host, Paige Catton from 2Fab. Uh, lots of movie news. Let's yes. quickly go through what we're not going to talk about at length today, uh, including the fact that Billy Eichner is very upset about Bros, <laughs> yeah. his gay rom-com bombing at the box office. He seems to be blaming homophobia and straight people for, quote, not coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of a bad take, but whatever. That That's his opinion. Yeah. Um, there's a new Wakanda Forever trailer that just dropped, and Shuri, Letitia Wright, seems mm-hmm. to be getting confirmed as the new Black Panther. Yep. They showed her in her costume. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Jackman reprising his role as Wolverine in the yes. new Deadpool very movie. Excited about that. Marvel people are very, very stoked about that. Um, what else? Uh, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, she is coming back to acting finally, mm-hmm. coming back to movies. Uh, there's a holiday movie, at least I think a couple holiday movies coming out through yeah. Netflix. Um, one is called Falling for Christmas. I think it's it hits streaming November sometime. Mm-hmm. And the, I think the poster and maybe even the first looks of it su- surfaced this week. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty happy about that, actually. Yeah. I love Lindsay Lohan. Me too. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And then lastly, Velma of Scooby-Doo fame. Uh, and there's a new animated film that just got released, I think, through HBO Max or mm-hmm. something. Um, and she has been finally confirmed can- through canon yeah. that she is, in fact, a lesbian. She's yeah. gay. So there you go. Uh, we're not going to talk about that stuff at length, and I know there's a lot more. Um, but there was we, a lot. There was, but we yeah. got to just jump right into it with the big motion picture. This is our biggest movie segment yeah. of the of the show, and we got to talk about Blonde. Uh, Blonde, which is the new Netflix movie mm-hmm. starring Anna de Armas playing Marilyn Monroe, yep. came out this past week. And there's so much to say about it, so much controversy. Mm-hmm. Frankly, it's getting it's getting destroyed by critics and, and by even just normies. Yeah. Uh, people do not like Yet this movie. it's mo- still number one on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I, I got that, But too. people watched it. Yeah, and yeah. even when people say it's number one on Netflix, I don't even know what that means, frankly. Like, it does, it's like who cares if it's number one in-house? Like, where are you getting your money? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't know me. how that the, works, yeah. The Netflix numbers mean nothing to me, frankly. No. But anyway... Let's talk about it. We're going we're gonna to get into the controversy in a second, but let's actually just talk about the movie real quick. Uh, it's long. It's like two hours and 47 minutes, yeah. I believe. It's almost three hours. Um, and I, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hated it. I had to split it up in, over the course of two days because it was just I couldn't sit through all of it in one sitting. Not so much because of the content was difficult to watch. I know some people are saying that it is. some Some of the content for some might be difficult to watch, and maybe objectively it is but for me it wasn't so much that it was just the fact that it it dragged and it dragged and um my biggest my biggest gripe is that it is it is incoherent it's an incoherent movie there's not it, it's very remember when Andrew Dominic said the director said oh this is going to be the citizen kane of Marilyn Monroe's life remember that we mm-hmm. talked about that like weeks ago or maybe yeah, months ago I think at this it was point months ago, it was months ago yeah. it was- um, and I understand. Ago. I understand exactly what he's saying because if you've seen Citizen Kane, you know that it basically follows, you know, significant chapters of this guy's life, right? Like his his rise to fame and this and that, um, and it kind of shows you snapshots of his of his life um, through played out in scenes and whatever. But Citizen Kane had more of a, a through line. Mm-hmm. There was there was a thread connecting the whole thing. There was a more a bit of a, a bit of more of a, a cohesive, coherent plot yeah. that was missing. And blonde for me. I was just like, what's happening? It's jumping from here to there. Uh, like we talked about earlier, that sometimes yeah. it shows it shows years and dates. <laughs> sometimes other, it doesn't. Other times it doesn't. Like, what time is it? What year right. is it? And also, like, I gotta say, going back to Anna Armas and her accent, it was there throughout the entire movie. Sometimes it was it, it came through quite clearly for me. Other times I could she was hiding it somewhat well. 
but it was there and that took me out of it. I just couldn't I couldn't really buy it. I was just like, what? Again, my 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 um grievance was with that is that to me it's just silly to depict Marilyn Monroe as a Latin woman. It's just silly and absurd, but whatever. They rolled with it. And at Arma's for her, to her credit, I will say she looked the part, yeah. and I could tell that she was trying her best, trying mm-hmm. to give a, a a good performance. There were flashes of good performance in there of her being emotional and and, and everything else. For sure. um, and I'll give her credit there, but like, just a bad movie, just a long, dragging bad movie. Um, and this is without even the controversial stuff, which you know we're going to get into. Uh, and that's really all my my takeaway on it. I don't have too much more to say about it, um, other than that it was really, really bad and boring. Uh, I know you might have some more thoughts. So what, what do you what do you think? Yeah, about so it? I have a similar reaction. Um, and I don't use the word hate. And I don't use the word hate often, but I hated this. Yeah. And I don't think I I can't tell you, you last actively, time I you actively, actively hated, hated it. it. Damn. Um. Um. Before I even started watching it, I was dreading it. And even though I hadn't like. I really tried not to read too much of like reviews and stuff. I kind of save things and articles to read after. There's a lot of bad but I, buzz. But just a little bit that I did see, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm dreading this. And I'm like, the, think, sorry, the, go bu- ahead. The buzzwords that people were using to describe the movie was misogynistic. Yeah, those are some of the things I was going to say. Yeah. Sexist, um, glorifying rape, glorifying mm-hmm. abuse. And, the, and kind of the, the key takeaway from critics of this movie is that it really leans in. It's it's like a it's almost not torture porn per se, but like abuse porn. Mm-hmm. Or um, you know what I mean? That's kind of the, that's sort of what people are saying. Yeah, about this movie. you know, it's it was it was exploitative. It was sexist, yes. as you said. It, it's dehumanizing mm. and it fetishes female pain, it which does. is something that a lot of people were saying and critics were saying as it's well. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, and I, I I agree with that too. It, and it I did. think it was oversexualized. Alanda Armas was topless for like three fourths she of the was. movie. It's she like, was showing. Like, oh, she's top was again oh she's top was again she was showing off her full nude body a lot yes like it was like every other scene i felt like um it also you kind of mentioned some of the buzzwords that i was going to mention and i agree with all of that and you know i'm glad one thing i will i am glad that it was on streaming because i was glad that i was able to take breaks and pause and watch it in my bed and not have to like you know watch it in a theater because i don't think i would have like lasted three hours in a theater agreed and not to interrupt you but like i think this is a type of movie Frankly, that would have warranted some walkouts, or it would have oh, it, it would have spurred some actual. I would have walked out. Yeah, some people I don't would think I could have moving the theater for sure. Handled in a theater, right? Um, and ultimately, it just it's just just trashes on Marilyn Monroe's legacy. You know, paints her as ditzy and stupid and almost porn starish. You know, yeah. one scene that really stuck that stood out to me that I wanted to note is when <laughs> is when it's a scene in the kitchen and she's like asking about um, there's an egg and she goes, "Do you eat this?" Like, she's not stupid. And yeah. Marilyn Monroe, one of her last words, she says, I don't want to be made as a joke. And wow. so much of this okay. stuff, like, she's literally being mocked in this she, film. It's it's a bit of a caricature depiction yeah. of her. And you're right, the stupid blonde, she is played as stupid in the movie. She's played as also, like, se- seemingly mentally ill. Yes. Like, as, like, not just bipolar, but, like, as if she's, like, schizophrenic, as if she has two personalities. Because that's, that's kind of the whole theme of the movie, that basically Marilyn Monroe, which is, this is true, Marilyn Monroe is a stage name. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe is a, um, is a alter ego, right? And maybe that is, maybe some of that, there's some truth in that, but, like, the way they kind of played it in the movie is that Norma Jean, who's the real Marilyn Monroe, that's her real name, 
is that she's completely different from Marilyn Monroe. But in order to tap into the the star of Marilyn Monroe, um, it's played as it's kind of it's creepy. It's kind of crazy. She's she's yeah. like she's begging the mirror for Marilyn to come in as as, it's, as if it's a spirit or something to, yes. to possess her. And, and it's kind of it's bizarre, right? Yeah. And speaking of bizarre, another storyline that um, we're going to talk about some of the really disturbing stuff. But one thing I did want to note as well is the whole absent father storyline. She's basically reaching out for her father and she like wants to to meet her father father got yeah. not talk today and basically she it was disgusting because it it happened this came through in all of her relationships she kept, to the point she called she, all her all, all the her guys husband, daddy she called everybody daddy all the men it that was she was involved so with disgusting i daddy, took daddy. i took yeah, notes was, while i was watching this which by the way i don't even know if that's even true if that's just if that's just a liberty that he took or if that's part of the novel that it's based on i have no idea i don't know and i don't even but yeah like he basically point. it was like the personification of quote daddy issues, issues. yes yeah but, but i really was, took I, I took notes on my phone while i was watching this movie and i was really had sick, yeah. in all caps at one point why does she keep calling her husband's daddy? Yeah. And it happened like throughout the film and it was so gross. Another thing that I did not like was how it changed from black and white to color. And yeah, it I didn't was like just that either. Randomly, like there was nothing like at first I was like, oh, okay, it's when she's going for like Norma Jean to Maryland. No, it just happened it randomly. You're right. it and was. the whole changing the ratios was stupid as well. That's true. That I was just giving that. me a headache. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? Why are we going from small to big? And right. then it's like, widescreen, full yes. screen, like what's happening? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, is I my agree. TV? Like, am I in the wrong like setting that, or something? A, that's, I did not even notice that, but now that you mention it, I, I did observe that. I was like, wait, what's going on? Like the image looks a little different now. I God, that's you're right. It's another element of just Everything I just hated. I mean, the only yeah. thing that I think was like technically it was bad. Yes. Script wise, it was, it was bad. bad. The, the it was just the acting was, was okay. Yeah, I, I was suppose. gonna say the acting was the decent. acting might have been the Aunt, best thing about the movie. I agree. Yeah, I think and I think Anna did like a decent job. I agree that the accent was very apparent, but she really she did have some great emotional scenes in there. Sure, but I, I mean, just couldn't get over what was happening in the scenes and what yes. she was doing and what was being done to her right. that I couldn't even focus on the actual acting. It was just right. so. It was frankly like I texted you this. I was like I was felt like physically ill during some parts of yeah. this movie. Yeah, and that's, like, actually, that's, a, that's a great segue. Speaking yeah. of what was happening to her, basically, as I kind of mentioned, Anna and Armas and Marilyn Monroe in this movie, the whole movie is basically just showing that look, people abused her, people abused her, people abused her, people abused her. That's yeah. re they're hammering that point home in every single scene from beginning um, to end. Yeah, and they they basically yeah. and this this is kind of leads into some of the controversy, including. Mm -hmm. The fact that Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. has come out and blasted this movie as, quote, anti-abortion slash pro-life, right? Propaganda. It's like propaganda is what the, the term they used. Yeah. Um, and I can, I can, I can kind of see that because Marilyn Monroe is depicted in this film as being pregnant three different times and losing her babies three different times, yep. which is, in fact— based on reality she was based on reports and i guess it's, it's been confirmed and well yeah. documented that she was in fact pregnant three different times she she miscarried three different times um two, you know two of the miscarriages the, the circumstances of her miscarriages are not known the details yeah. of that are not known um one of her pregnancies was a um ectopic pregnancy there we go yeah. which means that the baby's born outside of the womb and yeah. it has to be aborted in order to yeah. save the mother so i guess one of those pregnancies i guess did in fact result in an actual abortion yeah. because it needed to right yeah. um in the movie and look, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, you have to assume if Marilyn Monroe was getting pregnant three different times, I assume that she wanted to be a mother. And in the movie, yeah. it's depicted that way, too, that Marilyn Monroe really wants children. Um, but two of her pregnancies um, are depicted in abortions. Because in the movie, so in, 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 in very graphic terms, very when we graphic, say graphic, like there is it literally in the hospital room. Yes, basically, you, there is a viewpoint of a, inside her uterus. There's a shot 
there's a shot where so basically in the movie uh, in these nightmarish kind of sequences yeah. that's how it's depicted the two abortions that play out against her will by the way yes. against her will because at first like in, in the, the first abortion she she does sign on at yeah. first but then as she's being taken to the hospital for the abortion she's like no I changed my mind I don't yeah, want to do it mind, don't do it but they're, do they're it. taking her there anyway yeah. you know at, at the powers that be are taking her there they're giving her anesthetic right they're, they're her like under. doping her up yeah. and like holding her down and 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 one of those pregnancies, uh, there's a shot from inside her vagina, basically, where the yeah. doctor's like, like opening it yeah, up. Like, it's got, very disgusting. And they hear like the vacuum. Yeah, the vacuum yes. and like the needle, everything. Yes. It's just it's horrific. And yeah. then a, a, a lot of those scenes also play out with like fires breaking out and her escaping and just complete terror. The dream sequences. You noted this earlier when we yeah. were talking about this. The dream sequences in the film were also very confusing because you're like, wait, is what's happening? Is there really right. a fire? Like, because in the, the beginning there was a fire. Yeah, so. there was there was a lot of weaving in between yeah. reality and, and dreams. You never really knew quite what was real exactly. happening. But yeah, so they depict two forced abortions on her, and then they also depict. Um, a miscarriage where she falls on her stomach and like basically ruptures her uterus and, yeah. and kills the fetus. Um, and the fetus at one of the at least one of the fetuses, I don't know if it's two, but at least one of the fetuses is also depicted as clearly talking to her in the movie, saying, yeah. she, I don't know if she hears it in her head or what, but she- And they show this, like, they, they, ba CGI baby They show a CGI fetus, baby in yeah. her womb who looks pretty well-formed. I don't yeah. know how pregnant she was in the movie or at yeah. that point, but- the baby basically says, "Oh, mommy, are you gonna are you gonna <laughs> like hurt you, me like you did last time?" Yeah. She's like, "No, baby, I'm not." So that's before she has her miscarriage. Yes. That, that's like so the basically, third time, Planned Parenthood, in in light of all these things, has come out and said this movie is propaganda. It is anti-abortion propaganda. They're th trying to shove some kind of message uh, down your throat here. Yeah. Um. We have a little bit of what the person yeah. said because it was so, actually pretty powerful. So we have a, a little bit of their statement. So. Um, the rep said, Planned Parenthood respects artistic license and freedom. However, false images only serve to reinforce misinformation and perpetuate stigma around sexual reproductive health care. Every pregnancy outcome, especially abortion, should be portrayed sensitively, authentically, accurate in the accurately in the media. It is a shame that the creators of Blonde chose to contribute to anti-abortion propaganda and stigmatize people's health care decisions instead. Yes. And then after that, uh, Andrew Dominic yeah. responded. I don't know if he actually responded directly to that, but he had done an interview at least a week or two prior with the rap, the rap, yeah. I believe, addressing this this controversy because it had already been bubbling mm -hmm. before Planned Parenthood came out. Uh, and he came out with a, a, an interesting quote, and we're going to get more into Andrew Dominic in just a second here, but what did he have to say okay, about so it? He said, people are obviously concerned with losses of freedoms, but I mean, no one would give a shit about that if it had been made in 2008, and probably no one's going to care about it in four years' time, and the movie won't have changed. It's just what's sort of going on. Yeah, so basically he's saying that this is only top of mind right now because of Roe v. Wade, yeah. because it's like a hot-button issue right now in the country, and he's basically saying, it's not that, it's not that big of a deal, it's... You know what I mean? That's he's kind of just yeah. brushing it off. Um, he sound look. I got to be honest, and we're going to get into more Andrew Dominic stuff here in just a second. But I want to stay on this on this issue real quick. First of all, he sounds like a jackass. Hundred percent. There are other quotes that we're going to address in a second where yeah. he sounds like even more of a jackass. But just on this issue of the anti-abortion message, I kind of had mixed feelings because on the face of it, I could see where they're coming from mm -hmm. based on the imagery that's depicted. They depict Marilyn Monroe as being forced through going having to go through abortions in a forced kind of manner yeah. right which is obviously terrible yeah uh, the move whether it's it's based on reality who knows and, yeah. and like here's the thing like what i'll say is first of all there's there are two miscarriages right she's she's in real life she is said to have been pregnant three different times yeah and miscarried twice and then had an abortion because of uh, the talk of pregnancy correct. procedure, yeah. So, but the, the circumstances around her miscarriage, I, I don't know the details of those. I don't know if anyone really knows the details of yeah. those or if they're just hush-hush. In my mind, though, I got to be honest, and like, 
I'm not trying to really defend the movie on this front, really, but like, let's just say, in my mind, Marilyn Monroe was like she was kind of the property of the studio at the time, right? And I know the, and I know that in reality, she had maybe more autonomy than Andrew Dominic is depicting in his film. I mean, I but real, so. but really, in reality, she, especially in those times, she was under contract by like Fox and different studios and stuff. And I would not, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, I wouldn't be surprised if her miscarriages were in fact just forced abortions. You know what I mean? And I'm, and look, who knows? Like, I don't know if. Let's just let's just run with the theory. This is obviously just a theory and speculation, but if the if there's a theory or if there's any truth to this the notion that Marilyn Monroe had to like give up her babies because at the, at the will of the studio or at mm-hmm. the will of other people besides her own, which in my mind is a total realistic possibility. It's a realistic possibility, especially for that time. She's under it's it's a big, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if let's just assume that, that there's any truth to that whatsoever. If there is in fact any truth to that whatsoever, then yes. I guess in that scenario, it is terrible. I, that's objectively t- a terrible thing. If someone is forced to have to go through something like that, then uh, then yeah, it's for. And so I don't understand Planned Parenthood's stance exactly. I mean, I guess they're saying it's propaganda, but if if you're operating under the theory, and again under this fictional theory that this person was forced to go through abortions, how could you come out against that? Like, yeah, this is an awful thing. Like, why can't it's objectively an awful thing? Like, everyone can agree on that, right? Like. Am I tripping? Like, am I? No, I understand where you're coming from. I do get you what you're I mean? saying, like, but I think the way that with the imagery and the way that everything was alluded, it was like, I think the whole when it comes to the pro-life argument and anti-choice argument, it's that you know you are it's the, you're killing a baby, like it is murder. Right. And they showed the fetus as a yes. baby, as, and as, she, as, the baby with the conscious, the baby is conscious. So yes. I think that, the that fact, I agree with. So he, that is he took t- a lot of liberties. That's one hundred percent pro-life. 100% yes. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, but I agree what you're saying is we don't know if she actually, her miscarriages were abortions, if she was forced to get them. No but idea. I think, I still feel like, ah, it just really, it was not necessary. To depict I, I don't all think that, it was necessary. I think it is that. very anti-choice. And, and it was so graphic. Like, it was just so graphic. And I just, I don't know, it just made me, I mean, we're going to get more into Andrew Dominic in a second, but it's just like, he clearly hates women. And I'm just going to. Oh, for sure. Just going to state and that. So, so that, that's actually a great segue, too. So, yeah. so those are the points on that, on the, on the pro-life stuff, yeah. uh, anti-abortion stuff. Um, but then on the, on the, on the hating of women things, let, let's talk about that because Andrew Dominic has been doing a lot of press in the lead up to this movie. It's not helping and, the film at he, all. No, not helping the film at all, putting his foot in his mouth. Uh, he's just a, not a well-spoken man and just kind of a, a bit of a rube and just a bit of a, a chauvinistic kind of guy. That's kind of how he comes off. Yeah. Um, there's a quote that he uh, he gave. He gave an interview to an outlet. Yeah. Um, what's the outlet it called? It was Sight and Sound Magazine. Sight and Sound Magazine. Yeah. And he did an interview kind of talking about the movie. Uh, it's a full interview, but there was a there was a section of the interview that went viral last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually an outtake. What does that mean exactly? So it's it's she, still part of the interview, yes. obviously. Well, it wasn't published in the interview. Oh, interesting. So the, the writer, um, I have her name, Christina Newland, had tweeted oh, it. Oh, so it wasn't in the published. So article. they excluded it from the they actual published it, article. Which I thought, so basically, she said, by the way, here's another thing he said yeah. that I kind of kept off the piece. Exactly. Wow. So basically, I forgot what the exact question was, but I think it, I don't even know if they included the question. But he appears shocked that people watch Marilyn Monroe movies. Yes, because the interviewer is like talking about her movies yes. and the fact the fact that she started her own production company and things yes. like that. So, um, and I'll get back to that part in a sec. But yeah. in the outtake, he says that he hasn't seen Gentlemen prefer 
Blondes. Right, which is and one of her famous one movies. One of her famous movies. And the, the writer, the journalist did clarify that he has seen other Marilyn Monroe films, but oh, he hasn't seen sure. that one. Right. And so like he literally is like, oh, really? You watch it? Like, what's it about? About gentlemen prefer blondes. And then she's Gosh. like describing it. And then he's like, oh, so they're like, you know, like well-dressed whores. That's literally the quote. Literally well-dressed whores. quote, well-dressed whores. whores. That was the quote. Yeah. And he basically, so in saying that, he is suggesting that Marilyn Monroe, at least in in, in this film, was a quote well dressed whore. Yeah. And if you watch the movie, I think that that thought of her being a whore, well, yeah, extends. He, I think Andrew Dominic perceives Marilyn Monroe as a whore who was who was being a whore it, because of situations or circumstances outside of her control, mm -hmm. but a whore nonetheless. That's how he perceives Marilyn Monroe. And there's a lot of she's in in the movie. She does. You know, she she blows JF, JFK in the movie. Like, oh my there's, God, that there's was a, so good. There's a shot where she's like literally blowing him, and it and goes it, on, and, and it, it on, goes on, and, and on. like it's like it's like it's the point of view. Of the camera's like right on her face as she's like you know yeah, like, doing the oral sex. So yeah. it's very disturbing. And so I don't know, but go on. What else did you have to say? So one of the other parts of the, that really stood out to me that really, when I say stood out, I mean really bothered me, is the, and it's, it really seems that the journalist is a fan of Marilyn Monroe and knows yeah. a lot about her legacy and about her history. Which like, is a lot totally, of know, which, right. Yeah. She's and, a Hollywood icon. Exactly. And she's actually really revered as one of the great actresses. I know Marilyn Monroe is known as a sex icon, a sex symbol, and all this type of stuff, and all her, her extra, her, her, her relationships and her personal life. But on screen, she was actually good. She was yeah. revered as a solid actress at the mm -hmm. time. Um, at least in hindsight, that's what people no exactly. Look but back at, on at one point, um, the journalist asks um, Andrew Dominic about you know why didn't he include stuff about like her legacy, like you know her production company. She supposed anti-communist witch hunts. She fought against segregation, etc. Yeah, she was she was she was she was um, she was seen by some as sympathetic to communism. So she was like politically active a little bit, you know. Yeah, she, she, she ran like, in some certain circles and yeah, things. and she like fought against segregation for like Ella Fitzgerald and yes, all this stuff. Yes, and um, Andrew Dominic, I'm not going to read the whole quote, but he basically is like that stuff is not really what the film is about. It's about a person who is going to kill themselves. It's not really looking at her lasting legacy. And he was saying like all this stuff about like you know she's rich, she's beautiful. Look at her Instagram version of her life; she's got it all, and she killed herself. Now, to me, that's the most important thing. Yeah, and also on that note, they also another thing that's causing outrage with this movie is the fact that they actually oh, filmed yeah. at the exact location where Marilyn Monroe really died, her house here in L.A., her fam yeah. the famous house here. They filmed in the room where she died. The death scene. The death scene where Anna Armas is like laying dead on the bed yeah. after ODing, essentially. Uh, that's where Mar Marilyn Monroe really did, in fact, die. And people said that was incredibly disrespectful I mean, to film there. I mean, not to curse, but that was fucked up. Yes, it was. And, and, <laughs> Just plain and there, simple. There were some quotes even floating around in the press of this movie where Anna Armas was saying something where, to the effect of like, oh, we felt her her spirit. We felt her ghost. Andrew like, Dominic's haunt, like, it was a seance. Yeah, seance, like haunting the set. And I, I I wrote those off at the time as silly, but in light of this, maybe there maybe there was, in fact, a spirit walking around. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But like, I got to say, the last thoughts I want to make about this, and you can give your last thoughts too, obviously, yeah. but the last thought I want to make about this is that this movie was just bad. It was a bad project. It was a bad idea, bad execution, drew way too much controversy for really, for no real reason whatsoever. And for, for reason, obviously, but like unnecessary controversy. But this does not need to be made. This, it, there was no reason for this to be made. And I got to say, shame on uh, Brad Pitt, first of all. Brad yeah. Pitt and his Plan B production, production company, company are behind this movie. He's listed as an EP in this movie. I don't know what, and I know he loves Andrew Dominic. He, he worked with him for two movies, uh, The Assassination of uh, Jesse James yeah. by the Coward, um, whatever, uh, and then the um, Killing Them Softly movie, which, mm -hmm. are, which, are, which are good films, yeah. objectively good films. 
So I understand Brad Pitt's affinity for Andrew Dominic as a director, but in this particular instance, bad judgment on Brad Pitt. And I got to say, like all the other actors involved, including Anna Armas, this is a stain on her, in my opinion. Yeah, big stain on her, big mistake on her part. I think she thought Andrew Dominic had good intentions here and was trying to do a powerful. He worked on this project for like ten years. Yeah, crazy he, I, like I think that. she thought he was trying to do something powerful and meaningful with something really to say. But the message that I'm that I picked up was that you, you hate women. And that most people. You you hate women. You hate Marilyn Monroe. Yep. You just want to show her being fucking torn apart. Yeah. Which is disgusting, frankly. Nobody wants to see that. You know what I mean? Especially like an NC-17 version. There's a lot of sex in this movie. It's pretty graphic. Um, I think this is bad on Anna Armas and, and Adrian Brody and everybody else that worked on it. And it's just a shame, really. It's not. It's not a good one. Um, what What are your last thoughts? My on last this? thoughts, honestly, I agree with you. Like the word "disgusting," I kept writing that on my notes. Disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Yeah. And I agree. He obviously hates women. He um, hates Marilyn Monroe yeah. specifically. And one thing about his <laughs> about his responses in these interviews, like, is he dumb and just tone deaf? Yeah, and he doesn't realize people would have issues with this film, or is he or just does overly he just doesn't care? Doesn't care, or he doesn't care? Yeah, I think it's one, maybe and it's a little honestly, bit of both. If it's the latter, like if he really just doesn't care, I think that's more concerning because. I agree. Like, you should care, especially, like, if you want how people you're being, to, like, watch yeah, you, your you future should care, films. Right, you should care how you're being perceived. Like, yeah. that stuff matters. Especially when these very disturbing, serious issues are addressed in this film and people right. are really upset about it. Like, this is a... Like, if you want to defend your movie, that's one thing, but defend it thoughtfully. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not with these, like, kind of like, ah, screw these people. Yeah. They she don't killed like herself. They're Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's what the just, hell? Yeah. It's, just, it's bizarre. Honestly, so. we usually... I feel like we often say, I don't know how I feel this way, we usually say, like, oh, yeah, like, still see it, but honestly, don't watch this movie. I say skip it, for skip sure. It. Skip this movie. Watch something else. Yep. With that, we're going to move on to our next segment, yeah. which is actually just as not not maybe not as quite compelling as Blonde was. Yeah, but it's interesting. So Will yeah. Smith is getting back into movies right off the bat. Uh, there's a new movie of his. Uh, by the way, this is the Hollywood hoedown. We should say yes. This is the Hollywood hoedown. There <laughs> we go. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Can't forget the Will Smith yeah. back in movies. His new film, his new Apple film, Emancipation. The trailer has been released. It has a release date for December. Mm -hmm. It's coming out. Yep. It's coming out After this being year. Delayed. Yep. This after the Oscar slap, which was just earlier in March. Mm -hmm. um, and they say it was shelved and or delayed. I don't buy that one bit. I yeah. think they just, it was already set to come out there. Apple didn't say, they just were like, oh, we're not going to say when it's actually coming out. Right. Really so who knows if it was actually shelved or not? I don't think yeah. it was shelved at all. Uh, the movie came out. Will Smith went to an event this weekend in D.C. for like the uh, Congressional Black Caucus. And mm -hmm. a lot of people from the NAACP were there. Yeah. They screened the film. He made some remarks basically saying why he chose this film and why it's powerful, et cetera, et cetera. Not a we, typical slave right, story. Exactly. Cetera, we have those clips on our site. People can go see him. And he got a lot of a lot of rave reviews there mm -hmm. from the people who watched it. And from the people who have seen it so far, they say it's pretty good. Yeah. It's about, um, you know, that very famous very famous this is a historical photo of yeah. uh, of a slave mm -hmm. in the 1800s where he's like showing it's a photograph that was taken of him in his back and he's got scars all over yeah. his back i think there's like two or three of them from different angles they took yeah. but it's a very famous photo and will smith says this himself it was like the first viral photo mm -hmm. of its day which is 100% true yeah. and it actually kind of I, that I think might whipped have helped Whipped Peter is the name Whipped Peter is the name of the, of the, the slave, slave yeah. I think he might have a real name I actually I think it was Gordon or Gordon something Gordon or something correct yeah. um, but Will Smith is playing this man mm -hmm. and kind of telling his story 
Uh, and that photo actually kind of changed the course of history in America yeah. with you know the Civil War. Because people really saw, oh they, shit, they this saw what's really what was happening. happening. The horrors of slavery, the, obviously. The, the horrific things. Yes. Um, and Will Smith in the trailer, I got to say, it looks damn good. It mm -hmm. looks good. He's basically escaping from a plantation and trying to save his family and reunite with them. And he like joins the Union Army. Yes, joins everything. the Union Army. It looks very dramatic. Yeah. It looks well produced, well made. Will Smith and in, in character and in costume, I got to say, he looks good. He looks yeah. good. He sounds good. And I got to say, my gut is telling me this is going to be an Oscar-worthy performance. So now the question. This brings the big question. This big is the question. big question. Is it too soon? Mm -hmm. Is it too soon for Will Smith to be making a comeback with a role where he, where he just on merit alone, might in fact be considered for Oscar, for, for an Oscar. Yeah. He might be considered for, to be nominated. Um, and in my mind... I say it's not too soon. I say it's fine. I'm over the slap. I know it was a terrible thing he did, and I can I, I can say that all day, every day. I will never back down from that. You shouldn't have slapped Chris Rock. But at the same time, it's over. Chris Rock has also proven himself to be a jackass since then. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe Warren. I'm just I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to advocate for violence. That's that's insane. But the point is, it, it's over. It's done with. He's he's received his punishment. It's going to be very interesting to me if Will Smith is in fact nominated for this role because look, on, I, I'm I'm able to separate the art from the artist, right? Okay. Always, even with Harvey Weinstein, as terrible of a human being as he is, Harvey Weinstein was a fantastic film producer and has mm -hmm. made fantastic films. And I'll still stand by all, a lot of his films. I don't care, you know what I mean? I can separate the two. I can, I've always been able to do that. And I can do the same thing with Will Smith too. If, if this role and this performance is in fact Oscar worthy, nominate him for an Oscar. And if yeah. let's, just, let's just run with this theory. If he wins, Fine, he wins. He doesn't have to go to the show. Being, I know they make a big deal. Oh, being there is a big, it, I, I guess it is a big deal, but in hindsight, it doesn't matter. He won, if he wins the Oscar, send someone up there to, to receive it, make it a quick, brief um, speech or whatever. It's interesting. Um, the Hollywood Reporter actually put out a story today. Mm -hmm. They spoke to dozens, dozens of Academy members, people yeah. who actually vote on this stuff. Very mixed bag response yep, about split. how people people feel. Mm -hmm. Some people say, "Yeah, like I'll watch it." And hey, if, if the performance is there and it, it is in fact deserving of a nomination, I'll vote for him. Why not? Yeah. Other people were saying, "Fuck Will Smith. We're not voting for him. Mm. I, I, I'm not over the slap," which to me is silly. It's like, well, come on, you're supposed to be doing your job. Like it's just to me like objectivity. I don't understand how anyone can deny that objectivity should be behind the vote. Should they not? Should the Oscar slap actually factor into? people's decision like that's insane to me that people are actually admitting that and they're anonymous by the way they didn't go on the record but they're basically admitting yes i'm going to think about the oscar slap and because of that i'm not going to vote for this guy it's like what like i don't know where do you, where do you land on it okay so i actually really disagree with you okay okay so first of all i want to note that i think it's very weird that apple decided to add the film possible oscar contender yep. this late in the game it I is agree. way too late in oscar season, season to and suddenly announce there's going to be another but they, the they film. still technically qualify yes yes it's still, but i think it's like I if do, you want it if you want to generate buzz and you want to generate people to get excited about your film to want to see your film especially when it's with an actor who has who needs all of that good press yeah it's too late in the game i it think is, it's going it, to be a I detriment agree. to the film's oscar chances mm. in addition to obviously the big detriment is the fact that of course, it stars Will Smith. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think it's too soon. I don't understand why they couldn't just wait another year. I think right. that people, there needs to be an Oscar season or an Oscar season in between. Be between because, Will, the Will Smith until incident? Until the, the yeah. slap. And then the, I, I think that it would have done better. And he maybe, I think there, I mean, we're not. He would have been we more well received, you're exactly. saying. Yes, and we're not even waited. sure, like, this, things are going to be, I might change my tune if he 
if he is nominated, if he does win, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but we, I, we obviously have to see the movie too. Exactly, right. of, of course. That's the first, <laughs> the first thing we have to do. But yeah. I mean, I just think that it's just, even if it's a great performance, mm. and I agree that people need to be objective, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really hard for some it's, it's, Oscar it's voters to be objective right. for something like this. I think right. it's too fresh in their minds. And I yeah. mean, obviously... Because because you're right, not to interrupt you, but like okay. it's almost like I, maybe some of them see it just to kind of play devil's advocate. Maybe some of them, the reason they're saying, no, I'm not going to vote for him, maybe because they think, what sort of message is that sending about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what sort of message is it sending if I actually vote for this on guy? The the on the Oscars legacy, on like what the Academy is all about. Right, like literally like within a year of it happening. Exactly. It's like, and yeah, what, what are we actually saying and here? I, what honestly, are we endorsing? Me personally, I would feel better if it was the following year. And I sure, think it, I, everybody think it, would probably feel better. I know. I, I just don't understand why they had to have it come out now. It's a very interesting choice. And it's also weird. And I'm also curious to see, was it purely Apple's decision or did Will Smith exactly. play a part in this? And Who it's knows? also weird. I want to point Will out Smith. Will that Smith, he Will like, Smith. has basically disappeared. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And He's then gone. suddenly he just pops up and then now he has this movie. I think right. it's just bizarre and I think they should have just waited. Should have just waited to next year. I don't understand why they had to have it come out this year and I think it is going, and I might be eating my words later, but I think it's going to be a detriment to the film's Oscars chances. It, it, it very well might. Yeah. Um, if it is in fact considered for Oscar consideration because it's so good apparently yeah. and if he is in fact nominated, man, that's going to be some juicy, juicy gossip we will talk about at the time yes. when, it, when it happens. But I think we can leave it there. Yeah. Uh, and we can move on to our final segment. What'd you see? Yes. What'd you think? What'd you see? Uh, I saw uh, Smile. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll just make this brief and quick because I know we're kind of running out of time here. But um, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the, the horror movie of the weekend. It, it took the number one top spot at the box office. And for good reason. It yeah. was a good, fun time. It basically leans into a lot of jump scares, yeah. which is fine. It's like a typical like modern day horror movie where there's a lot of jump scares and very loud, and it kind of like that's that's what really scares you the loudness of the jump yeah. scares, like because like especially in theaters, those screams are like loud. You're like holy crap! So that's what really takes you back. But it was also creepy. I can admit it was pretty creepy. And the one thing that I'll kind of critique it on a little bit was even though it was fun, it was like a fun, good old fashioned Halloween movie. Some of the underlying themes are a little disturbing. Like they talk a lot about mental health yeah. and things like that. Um, are they are they kind of being a little too cavalier with that? Maybe that's that's possibly a critique. Also, there's a, there's a big suicide under undertone. The whole movie is about basically these people that are going around killing themselves, being possessed by whatever it is. Um, they basically are killing themselves in front of other people and then passing on that curse to that person. Oh, that's kind of the whole premise of it. And the, the a lot of the suicides are very graphic. Oh God. Yeah, and so like. I was watching that, and I, as I was actually, I ended up going to see it with like my little cousins because my one of my cousins is like really into like horror and Halloween and stuff. Um, Just like his uncle. Yeah, yeah. Just like his cousin. But basically, it I they were I was like I don't know I like, like this messaging here. You know what I mean? And afterward, I actually had to make a point to tell them like, hey, I know they talked about a lot about suicide. That's actually not really anything to be really taken lightly. And yeah. I know they this movie kind of did that by making it a horror movie. But that stuff is serious, and they and I kind of had to actually explain it to them in a serious way afterwards. Yeah. So, um, so that's my only really critique. But with that said, still a good time, still a fun time uh, at the movies, um, just on the horror level. And that's pretty much it. I loved it. It was great. Uh, what'd yeah. you see? Okay, so totally different film. I watched Hocus Pocus too. Still on Halloween Disney related Plus. though. Still Halloween related. Yeah. Um. So first, I want to really quickly note because again, we're running out of time here. But I do want to note that I have never been like 
a diehard Hocus Pocus fan. Right. So I need to, to I've never actually that. even seen it. I didn't see it till a few years ago, but it actually okay. came out the year I was born, 93. Oh, nice. So it came out the year I was born. I never, I was always a Halloween Town girly. Sure, I still sure, am. Sure. I watched Halloween Town. Like, it's, it's considered a cult classic among yeah. the Halloween So crowd, I didn't have yes. that emotional attachment to it like right. a lot of people do. Right. Um, but from someone, and I rewatched the first one before, mm. I, before I watched the second one. Okay. And honestly, I, I had a great time. It was cute. It was campy. It was yeah. fun, really heartfelt. Right. Um, the main three, the Sanderson is it, sisters, is it scary were great. At all or not really? No, not really. It's no. Not I mean, there's like some creepy moments, okay. kind of, but actually, no, it's not even it's creepy. Too, it's just more campy it's than anything. Yeah, it's more campy. Okay. Um, you know, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy were hilarious. They all I liked, reprised their roles. I liked, yeah, they prized their roles. I like the new character, Sam Richardson. I know you've seen him in a lot of stuff. He was really funny. Mm. Um, I, don't, I didn't recognize the actor's name, but I know you've recognized his face. Okay. Um, he's really funny in it. The gr- new girl, Whitney Peak. Um, one of the new characters she's in Gossip Girl she was great in it and honestly I think the best part of the film was the humor it was actually genuinely funny like um, really one quick joke that was so funny is Kathy Najimi in the original film I think she had like a vacuum or something as her broom but she uses Roombas in the new one yes like one on each foot I thought that was so funny they updated things a little bit they did but that was just hilarious like they do like skincare and it's just like so funny Um, but I have to say real quick the only problem the main problem I had with it because I know people that are big fans of the original like didn't love the sequel some people didn't um because, you know, like they were talking about on the TMZ show today. Some people are like, oh, I loved it. Some people are like, oh, I hated it. So people are very, people that are very attached to the original kind of had, torn had on more, this. were more critical than I am because, again, I'm not as attached to it. Right. Um, but the best part of the film, in addition to the humor, was Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso. She, but her. She was in there too? Like less than five minutes of screen time. Wow. And that's what I was so like, bummed so about. It was like a cameo. Yes. Then. Okay. But she was so good. I'm like, I wanted more of her because yeah, yeah, yeah. she was so good. And lastly, I want to note that Hocus Pocus 2 has officially become Disney Plus's. Biggest debut wow. film debut to date. I gotta say, like I, I know I kind of tr- I trashed the streaming uh, movies a lot, yep. but I gotta say Disney Disney Plus has something I think on their hands with like their their full library and they're in their they they select certain releases yeah. for Disney Plus and it, it's paying off. It seems yeah, like, and yes. they really they really got the nostalgia. They really have that, so they can good. Tune, they can really like. People of all ages can find can there's everything it. from like there's even National Geographic on right, there. Right, right, right. You know, Disney Plus, I'm not this isn't an app, but yeah. Disney Plus Disney's killing has, it right now. They have of. a lot. They're killing it. Good for They're them. They're killing it. All right, guys. Well, we'll leave you there. Yeah. Uh thank you for tuning in with us. Uh check us out on Spotify, Apple, iHeart. We're on YouTube, we're on the website, and we will be with you again next week. Uh so yeah, take it easy. We'll check in with you later. 